0: Hello listeners and welcome back to another installment of this uh, book club. I fucked up.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: I was gonna say this month, and then I didn't oh my <laughs> really <God. laughs> Welcome! Here we fucking welcome. go. No, I'm Here saying it, let's wow. keep going. Here we go. Let's get uh, <laughs> so um, for this month's uh, book club, we're going <laughs> We're going to be talking about Four Kids Walking to a Bank, a Black Mask production uh, by Tyler Boss, Matthew Rosenberg, and Thomas Marg- um Nailing it. And, <laughs> and uh, so for this one, uh, this is one of those indie books that was sort of came out of nowhere, was uh, hit when it launched in uh, July 2016, and the issues came out kind of... Uh, scattered here and there uh they the timing for this was sort of uh pretty loose they didn't come out super um kale you're you look confused I, are you saying facts
2: because yeah. i i don't remember that at all i
0: yeah. feel
2: like this this came out and it was fucking huge
0: this is one of those you know it was getting some praise coming out of the coming out of the gates um from some of the top tier people but it was sort of in terms of being uh published and pushed by black mask. It was, didn't have that initial backing just because, you know, it was one of those smaller books. Black mask is one of those smaller pubs. Um, but when it, what during its release, it was getting a lot of press, particularly because of the way that, you know, this book sort of used the medium, um, and because of the way that it sort of played with a lot of, uh, cool tropes from an artistic standpoint, um, which is one of the reasons we're going to be talking about it today. Um, and so just jumping into it, uh, Actually, before we jump into it, let me tell you guys about where else you can find uh, us and also where else we can talk about another Black Mask um, book club that we did a couple months back. We did Space Writers, uh, and again, we'll be doing sort of these on an ongoing basis once a month as we have been, uh, except for last month. Excuse us on that part. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we'll definitely be getting back into our rhythm uh, moving forward. And uh, again, if you guys want to connect with us, uh, send us an email for any updates on any book clips that you guys want to potentially hear. Matt Murphy. Uh,
2: or, or the ones that we want to shoot down immediately.
0: Yeah, which, you know, aren't going to see the light of day. Uh, you can find us at uh, thecomicspals at jumbo.com. You can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at thecomicspals, wherever your social media is sold. Got you, Sean.
1: Um, Man, call him Butter Baby because he's on a roll
0: (laughs) See guys once I get once I get wait once I get rolling (laughs) I'm buttering Damn
1: Wow So Well everyone I'm taking over that was a good episode of this month's book club installment have a good one take care and um, (laughs) take care of your elders Let's go Kale
2: (laughs) Thanks It's Jell-O night, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> at the bingo Hall yes.
0: <laughs> so jumping right into it, um this was one of those books that I definitely wanted to share with you guys, and I want to start with kale. we haven't heard you from you in a while, and I definitely want to hear your opinion on this because this was one that I was definitely pushing on you to read um so just general opinions about the book and sort of uh any impressions on it that sort of made uh, an impact on you.
2: I I absolutely love this book. Um, this I think is where uh, Black Mask and, and uh, Matthew Rosenberg really um, caught fire. Um, the this book put bo- both of them on the map, and um, uh, for very good reason. Um, uh, all of the characters are 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 incredible. They're they're all very good. Uh, well round and and well rounded, and and I feel like they all of their interactions, uh, were very real. Um, one thing I really like is the the constant, just sort of, uh, distractions and and sort of uh uh different tangents and and um just bickering that goes uh goes on between the four kids, um, it. Like it, it, was annoying as fuck, but it it <laughs> really worked. Like this is what kids do, and it um, it, it worked really well for the um, uh, for the book. Um, it felt. I say this about every book that I like, um, but f- for good reason. It the the art felt very much like uh, Fraction and Aja's um, Hawkeye. Um It, it the. Um, Who's the artist here at uh
1: That's the highest yeah. praise coming from you too?
0: Yeah, the uh who the flatter for this was Claire DeZuty. You
1: used to say the flat earther?
0: The, flatty, the flatter. Uh,
3: what does that mean?
0: They lay down flat, so it's not like full colors, it's like they'll lay down like the initial sort of preliminary shades and primary colors, and over that the art gets uh, the coloring and art gets
3: added. Okay, because Tyler Boss did the art and the design. So does that mean he did like pencils and then did the secondary probably. colors probably yeah okay. yeah um and then wallpaper design was courtney menard and i like that it was just they had to call out the wallpaper because the wallpaper is dope it's dope yeah, <laughs> yeah cool.
2: especially in that last issue i think it is where it really shines for me well i'm like um, but you, oh, no, go ahead go ahead i was just gonna keep i was just gonna keep going um yeah uh, yeah the the book it, it's got a very the art uh, Tyler Boss has a very aja feel to to the way he he pencils and and uh, and the way the the flats and the the colors all work out it all just works so well for the book um the, the way um one thing that really really got me in the in the first couple of pages is when uh the the page the little girl is punched in the face oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> then like I had to like take a second and read it and go, Wait, what the fuck?
3: I love I love and, that device that they use where like they under you know there's like under almost no circumstances is it okay to yeah. punch a like walk into a house and sucker punch a kid in the face. Yeah. Reminded <laughs> uh, uh, me of yeah. our talk about Alec Baldwin on the Comics Pals proper.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> fuck him. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this book. I thought it was great.
0: Awesome. Uh, Pete, I know we had a bit of a, a chat, uh, before the, the show. So I definitely want to hear yours.
3: Yeah. I, <clears throat> uh, similar to Kale, I was really, really, really impressed by this book. Uh, I think it, it was, um, I went in with high expectations because of, you know, the aforementioned hype surrounding the book. And your, you know, your very uh, glowing recommendation of it, and I think it exceeded my expectations. Actually, yes, Uh, I, I thought the writing was really, really excellent. Um, It was very funny, and I think, uh, like Kale said, the it it gets the tone and tenor of children um, at of of that age of that eleven to twelve, you know, preteen age. I think perfectly you know of of the way that they talk the way that they they bicker the way that they argue about meaningless shit i love how almost every issue starts with them playing a game or playing playing with toys or whatever um it it i don't know it's great because so much of of what happens in the book feels like oh like kids could never do this but then you have those moments where you're like you know like it, it it doesn't feel that unrealistic at times you know it, it does feel very uh representative of how kids act and how kids think you know and um and that's that's cool and um i think you know we've already touched on the art and i'm sure we'll talk a lot more about it but i think this is one of the most visually striking books that i've ever read uh, i think the art is like really really excellent um like i had i had some issues with um I thought there were times where some of the character models, I thought, felt a little bit, like, just off sometimes. I thought some of their proportions sometimes seemed a little bit, Mm -hmm. like... Orientation and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and some of it, that felt, like, very uh, inconsistent. Because there are times where it's, like, excellent. And then there are times where it felt a little bit... I don't know. I guess just like jarring because of some of the angles and the way that it made some people's faces look kind of distorted at times. It just that was the the one spot where it lost me. But um, that wasn't like a consistent enough problem for me to not you know uh, like levy praise for the art. You know because I think the the coloring specifically is just really impressive. You know I I don't know that I've seen. Um, There's not a book I've read in recent memory that's made as good use of color as this book does, you know? And, uh, that's something that really does matter to me because like, I think there's a difference between like something that just has good coloring and something where the color of it like really enhances it. Like the, you know, um, it it reminds me of the way that we often talk about color palette in film, you know, where like, oh, like they use color to set a, to set a mood, you know, and, and, um, to establish, uh, emotion and that's something that is not never done in comics but not usually executed on such a high level i think you know
2: you say that i could see this being like a like a violent wes anderson movie
3: yeah i actually said to marco uh if i ever had the opportunity to adapt something to film like i'm no director but this would be the thing like yeah i I would love to love to make this into a, a film
0: uh sean
4: Boy, um so I I mean I heard so much praise for this book uh ever since it was it was coming out in floppy and um I was definitely very much looking forward to reading it and I have to say that I I wasn't overly uh impressed. Damn. I, I, Damn, yeah, Sean, you got to break my heart. I uh I didn't think it was really anything special to be honest. Um I I think that there's merit to a lot of the stuff that you guys have said but it really surprises me that you guys are saying that you feel like the characters were so well established because i really don't think they were i think page and burger were well-rounded or in the sense that they felt like real people but i don't think the other characters really stand out uh, or were given much of an opportunity to shine uh and i think that they don't like burger feels the most like an actual kid Paige is way too much of an adult, and there's no way. Like, I've never met a child, and I wasn't the child who could have done these things. Uh, So it just didn't feel real to me. Um, And I really didn't like the ending.
0: I also had issues with the ending. We'll we'll get into that one. Yeah. that's, Yeah. that's, that's, That's a big one. Yeah. I
4: thought the art was good. I really enjoyed the art. I don't think it was uh again it gets a lot of praise for being you know this great breath of fresh air but i didn't get that from this there was nothing that really like wowed me or really stood out in any particular way um i i mean it's a it's a nice story like it's fine but i don't i didn't get anything special out of it
3: it's really surprising
1: no yeah. no, I, I can always tell when sean's gonna let us down hard because there's a way he he, he he leads in and then he just buries us <laughs> well here's here's one thing
2: i don't quite understand uh, sean what what's it like to just be so wrong
4: <laughs> you know um i'm never one to go with the herd uh You know, and and sheep mentality is cool. I'm glad you guys all agree. (laughs) But uh, you know,
3: never want to go to the go with the herd unless it's with a Marvel or DC event. Ooh,
4: (laughs) actually, actually, no, um, because Secret Mm? Empire was reviled. That's Uh, true. (laughs) And Civil War actually got a lot of hate too. Uh, So I would actually categorize myself as the most likely to not go with the herd on this podcast. Whoa. Uh, it, other I, than maybe Phil you I have mean? a
1: reputation for being contrarian that's
4: <laughs> um, but, but that's not how you actually feel you just do that to shit off people
1: huh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Phil best for last baby that's the way it should be <laughs> Um. well so this is like a little bit of a lot of things uh, to Sean's point it is not Groundbreaking, but that's okay. It's just a nice little story, I think. Um, it's got a little bit of Runaways. It's got a little bit of Stranger Things. It's got a little bit of uh, uh, uh like Goonies. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ocean's I guess 11, compared to that a lot. Ocean's Eleven. Um, it's got a little, a lot of little elements here, and I also thought on the outset, um, this movie, this book would uh, adapt well into a movie. Um, even the ending, which uh, while I read it and completely understand why it would be divisive, it came off like a, um, a good ending for a movie. Um, and Wes Anderson is what Kale brought up. And I also thought of Wes Anderson. I also thought of Quentin Tarantino. I could see yes. that. I don't yeah, want a Tarantino
2: that... movie filled with children. That...
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that seems like a bad overlap for his, his genre. But... Uh, but that's the impression I got at least. Because it is uh fairly violent. Um As for the actual book itself. I liked it. I uh I enjoyed it. I enjoy kind of the uh lighter kind of coming of age stories, I guess. Yeah, same. That, that deal with some adult themes. Um and that's what we get here. And while Sean said he never met anyone that's like Paige, uh I think that's true, but she's also th- kind of she she grows up I mean, she's forced to be a lot older than she actually is from the outside of the book which ties into the ending which we'll get into um but she's a badass and she's really cool and this is the first time i ever read a book where marco was so strongly featured uh there's a character in a book named walter johnson and i was like oh that's marco that's marco he he pees himself when he's scared and he throws up a lot.
3: <laughs> See, yeah, it's funny because uh, when when Sean made the comment about, um, about not feeling like the other characters were, were well fleshed out, I actually felt that way too about um, Stretch specifically, but I feel like Walter worked well for what, like, Walter's character was supposed to be. You know, yeah, like, yeah. every group needs, like, the silent person, you know, or, like, the one who's just kind of, like oh, it's the comedic relief character kind of. You know, like obviously Berger is that character, but it's like Walter's whole thing is just like, oh, he's really smart and also is like gets cutaway gags kind of. That's Marco. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't hear me for 45 minutes and I come in with a bad zinger.
1: (laughs) You said it, not me. Um, (laughs) No, I don't know what else to say. It's a nice little book. Um, I read the first issue two years ago and I really enjoyed it. And in that window that it came out, it kind of reminded me of uh, Prez, which came out through DC, and uh, ah. there's kind of there's some tonal similarities, and the art is similar, in a and I mean you know, in a complimentary way. Um, this book is very youthful, and I think that's refreshing because there's a nice window where there's a lot of books coming out twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, twenty sixteen, like Saga and Runaways and Bitch Planet that have a real youthful appeal, and I think this kind of ties in with that kind of. That kind of genre and uh it's healthy for the industry, it's healthy for for the medium. And uh in that regard, I I have nothing but compliments to the book.
3: I think uh something I'd like to add there too is I think the thing that was also really refreshing for me was um I think it, it does a lot of really creative things with panel layout. And that's yeah, that's sure. cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like the pacing of the book is really interesting. Um and again, like the graphic work, like where there's that uh that moment in I think the second or third issue where Paige like hacks onto her uncle's computer, yeah, You're yeah, like, that's a really memorable moment. Or like the their use of like, you know, the those like blocks of four panels for conversation.
1: Yeah, oh, they're good. Yeah, and it could be all in the same room in the same context, but it's just it out. <laughs>
3: And I like that they even play with that, right? Like, there's the moments where, like, where they're dealing with the bullies later, where they they use that four-panel grid, but then they break it so that there'll also be, like, other, you know, smaller, like, or not smaller, larger grids within that kind of framework to show, like, a, to show how a scene played out. And it it just feels very, um, I don't know, just, it's just creative, you know? And again, I, I think you're right, Phil, that I wouldn't say that it's groundbreaking, but it's definitely refreshing.
1: It's it's and to Sean's point, I don't think it's a book with a ton of substance to it, but I don't think everything needs a ton of substance to it. And this is something that's more about it's more style than substance, and that's not always a bad thing because when you have book with uh, when you have a book with a lot, it, it's like how we talked about um, uh, what was the other book we read from Black Mass? Space Riders. Space Riders. That that book was no uh, substance, <laughs> but it was all flash. Uh, and I defended that book with Marco. But this book has a little more substance than that, obviously. It's, I think it's a lot better book. But my point is uh, not everything needs to be really substantial, and that's okay. Um, and the other movie I thought of while reading this was Home Alone because of how bad the bad guys were. Yes, a <laughs> <for the laughs> very guys. Home Alone yeah.
3: vibe. That's totally true. When they go burn down that dude's house, I was like, this is like Home Alone, like R-rated.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, And that's what that movie could have been if they let Joe Pesci swear, but – But that's beside the point um yeah it's a good it's a great book and i think i think i think there's definitely an audience for this and i can see why it was a sleeper hit to your point marco so uh
0: i want to start with i mean there's been a lot of discussion about the characters specifically so um I i was gonna start with the art but let's start with the characters um and for uh i'm gonna put them into three camps sort of our protagonists our antagonists and then um the dad edward <laughs> Turner, like in the middle
1: <laughs> but, uh, let me get this straight antagonist protagonist dad got it
3: <laughs> you know how you group people I, I feel like this i feel like this grouping already has flaws but let's go
0: <laughs> so um so just to start we have uh stretch burger page and uh walter so they're sort of our heroes in the Wait, book that you mean marco and Marco, sorry. Um, and so they're the ones that are driving the story. Specifically, Paige. Uh, she's sort of the leader of like this little ragtag team. And I want to get your opinions first on um, Paige as a character and how she sort of pushed the story forward. And then we can get into Burger and how he sort of tried to force everything against that. Uh, because I liked their dynamic very much. I think. I think. Uh, this- no, go go go. Okay. I think the thing about
2: Paige is that she could have used more uh, background. You know, we didn't we didn't find out the hook about her dad until issue 2 or 3.
0: 2, like uh, that he was a previous uh, con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and two. then
2: at some point they it's sort of a fleeting mention uh, about her mom uh, killing herself i I think yeah yeah and and you know while while you do have that sense when all of this come eventually when you have all of this information, you do kind of realize who she is, it doesn't feel like it comes early enough to really justify what she's doing you know i can I can see uh you know the the cool girl uh standing up to the bullies and and I mean, I guess I, I, I can't necessarily relate to the cool girl, you know, <laughs> stepping in front you're, of...
1: you're neither of those things, my dude.
2: <laughs> I'm the coolest girl.
1: <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt, Marco. He's cool girl. Kale's cool girl. Uh...
2: I, I can't relate to the cool girl standing up to, to you know... Uh, criminals walking into her house, you know, but it it was a, a, enough of a hook to, to go, Oh, okay. Who is this character? But then uh, I, I do think that doesn't necessarily pay off the way it should.
3: Yeah. I, kind of I disagree with I, you. Well, I, I just to, I, I feel like I probably land somewhere between those two positions then, because I don't totally feel how Kale feels, but I see what he's saying.
1: I like the idea that all I had to say is I kind of disagree. And you're like, well, I'm in between. <laughs> right,
4: that's that's the Pete special.
1: I didn't have to flesh out my idea. You're just like, yeah, I'm in the middle somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and let me be clear. I do I do like the character. But if I were to look for a flaw in, in the way she was written, I, that's that's what I think I would, that would be my first thing to say, which, you know.
1: I don't think this book needed a lot of exposition. I think if you dwelled on things it, this book wasn't really about the backstory. It was about you establish who your characters are. You, I don't think you need a lot of backstory to establish who your characters are. I disagree are because with that you're completely. Not a, I'm sorry?
2: I disagree with that completely. I think, po- I think the whole point of the backstory is that the the criminals come in and they want to work with the dad and they,
1: they have a whole that, history. They thread that they thread that needle throughout each issue and they do it without a ton of exposition. You you learn as you go along. And I think that's okay for the pace of the story because everything's moving. It's quick. I think if you did do too much backstory, it would anchor the story down, which is not what the point of it is. It's meant to be quick. It's meant to be fast. And you only have five issues to work here. This isn't an anthology. This isn't, um, you know, a long running story here. So you learn as much as you need to about each character. I think I don't think you need to. I, I think we got an as an as much development as we need for each character because when you do learn a con, that's kind of like a big reveal. Um, and so I had absolutely no issue because it's it's subtext, it's nuance.
0: Mm, I I agree with that. That that was sort of what I liked about Paige was that even though we didn't like we didn't get a whole lot, she's established as she is. You know, confident and yet somewhat insecure in where she's at in terms of with the relationship with her father. She's um, still sort of trying to grow up, but still be a kid. And she's, it's very much caught in that awkward stage where you're sort of growing, but you're still young. And the, for the external forces are sort of keeping you that way. Um, And I think that to your point, Phil, slowly releasing that information over time sort of helps us paint her more and, allows us to sort of see her grow as well because you know you start to sort of see okay she's sort of this way because xyz happened and then this happened because you know she's experienced something else and i think that was a good way to sort of reveal it even without sort of dwelling on the fact that you have to uh, provide more context it sort of goes with the flow which is very much the style of the book i think
1: Listen, Kale. We've been doing this podcast for about a hundred episodes, and we haven't heard Marco's backstory yet. But you know, he's a character that's growing, and he's having his coming of age story as we speak. But think about how
2: famous we would be if he would give his backstory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I I uh, I feel like the the point that Kale made though ties back to something that Sean said in his original thoughts, though, which is that I and I it's something that I agree with is that I think. While I, I think there's merit to the point that you, that you Phil, and Marco are making, um, that I don't necessarily think we need all of that for the story to work because it's not about the backstory. I think despite not getting much backstory about Berger, he feels more fleshed out than any other character in the book. And I think that that's something that, you know, like Sean said, he's the one who feels like the most like a real kid. I think he's also the one who has the most personality by like a lot. Like, Paige does a lot of cool things and is interesting, but she feels like a leading character who's a badass and does badass things, you know, and that there's not much substance to her beyond that. Whereas I get a much better sense of um, both Berger and even Walter's personality, of what kind of kid they would be. And I feel like that's a little bit more nebulous when it comes to both her and and Stretch.
1: I disagree, and you're wrong, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sean Uh
4: I mean I agree with what Pete said to a large degree. I think Paige just doesn't feel like a real person. Uh you know, kids don't stand up to adults with guns or adults with weapons. That's just not real. Um and I don't think that there's any amount of backstory you could give me other than that she's an adult living in a child's body that would lead me to believe that that's something that i can uh understand as someone who was a a a young person and didn't have those experiences. Listen, every robin
1: um, disagrees with you. Right, which is also,
4: you know, fantastical. Um you know, and
3: and to that point like Robin has training, right? She's like a very average kid. But, I mean, like, what do you, what do you think about, like, um, like comparing it to something like Stranger Things, where it's like there's a bunch of 11-year-old kids dealing with, like, monsters that could easily eat them, you know? They're but horrified. Think, think, sure, about, they're- think
2: about what those kids actually do. It's almost nothing. So you're nothing saying, yeah. like,
3: you're saying her boldness and her lack of fear and everything is what kind of ruined it for you?
4: Yeah, she's completely fearless. Yeah, okay. She doesn't give a shit. She's all about it. Um, she's resourceful. She has a- answers to everything. She feels like Batman. Like, she just does – there's nothing she can't do. Huh. And maybe she is. that's that, – that's, you know – like, I enjoyed watching her do those things, but I also felt like, okay, well, this is – this is
3: entertaining, but it's dumb, is how I kind of came away. Can I ask you and, a question, though? Because uh, I, I kind of felt that way until – Um, about her specifically but I kind of like felt that got turned around on me once we got to the kind of like that last issue where like they're actually doing it and it just fucking crumbles and like everything falls apart and I was like oh they really are just dumb fucking kids and they didn't really pull this off at all
4: yeah but that should be the whole book the whole book should be them just failing because that's how real life works uh you can't like, how okay, you can only be so bumbling as you know, criminals. Like, they were the, cr- the criminals were able to rob a bank and get away, but they couldn't stop some kids from screwing up their
1: stuff. Yeah, like that's Scooby-Doo. not,
4: I don't buy it. I, nah, no, nah, do you not don't believe in
1: talking dogs either or what? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Sean, go into uh, burger since I you sort of mentioned he was the most uh, realistic for you.
4: Yeah, Berger was super annoying, man. Um, <laughs> Berger, Berger was really, really grating. But and I and I I I didn't like him. But I will say that if just if we're evaluating the realistic nature of the characters, yeah, absolutely. I've met kids like that, and um, he feels authentic, yeah. you know. Um, for whatever his reasons were that he was like that, I mean, you don't even need a reason to be like that. With Paige... I need to know how she's capable of this. Of being but so with fearless. Berger, sorry? Of being so fearless. Right. With 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 Burger, it's like, all right, you're just a you're just a 12-year-old. Like I I get that. Um and uh so yeah, like but but again, substance-less. That he's just a a regular kid. That's all he is. And a regular
1: kid does not a nuanced character make for me. I thought the most fleshed out character in this book was Glory Hole. <laughs> Oh my god.
3: Uh, <laughs> the random vagrant. Yeah, we yeah. didn't uh,
2: we, you know we didn't really uh make a character segment for him. for him. Yeah. That was my
3: point. I was like, <laughs> we're already like and where does the uncle go? They're both protagonists,
1: obviously. They're he- they're
3: the heroes of the story.
0: <laughs> they're the they're the minor characters that, you know, we can gloss over.
3: Gloss over. The uncle's the only morally upstanding character in this story, period. He's the only one. Even his partner shoots a child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> obviously, if you're listening to this, spoilers.
3: Well, every one of these is spoilers. It's a book club. You don't come to a book club I having know. not read the book.
1: Can, can we That's... talk about Burger, maybe? Yeah. That's why I said obviously. Yeah, I'd love one.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, Pete, go. Uh,
3: yeah, so I mean... I think what Sean's saying is like overall like true, like I, I don't think that there's like much nuance to these characters, but I don't think there needs to be. you know, like I think there's not nuance to a lot of um characters in stories like this, you know? yeah, uh, yeah it's not the point. Yeah, right. like it's we're not trying to establish like long-running characters. It's like they they exist to to be our protagonists, you know, and I think their dynamic really works. But I think the point I made earlier is, is really how I feel about Burger, is that he's the most well-defined character. Um, and in terms of, like, how I felt about him, yeah, he's an annoying little shit, but that's why he's funny. He's a good conduit for humor. Um, like, I thought that scene where they do the stakeout, where it's like they have the clock and it shows that it's oh, like yeah. he loses his shit within like fifteen minutes and he's like, "Why'd you even invite me?" It's like we fucking didn't invite you. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, th- those moments um, I thought really landed for me and like it, it, it very much. Like you know, he's like he's like the chunk.
4: Yeah, he's definitely. He's Cartman. Yeah. Like yeah, right. But he he has no. There's that never turns around, and that's what that's what. Killed it for me. Is that like that's the difference between just a character that just exists to serve a purpose and a, a story? There's no story with him. He's just a, he's just annoying, and that's not you know that's not like there's nothing special about that.
1: That's okay though. Like in real life, people are just people. Like they, they, these these are just archetypes. You know, they're here to fulfill a narrative purpose. Um, I didn't remember the characters' names after reading it. I, I just had them in front of me because that's not really the point here. They're they're just archetypes to fulfill a narrative purpose.
4: So it's okay for you that there's a story in which you don't even know the characters' names.
1: Yeah, because that happens all the time. That's crazy. Wait, you mean, don't know the names? when you're
2: when you're reading the story, you know their names, but yeah, like, but you
1: forget afterwards. Yeah, yeah. it's not. you're
4: not? Why would it? Why is it okay that they're forgettable?
1: Be- well, because that's not the
3: purpose. Yeah, the purpose. Is.
1: The whole story revolves around them.
3: But the, I the don't. Sto- I don't think the characters are like themselves forgettable. It's just they're archetypical. You know, like, they're not yeah. like they're. It's because the point of it isn't to like develop characters. It's only. It's only. Exactly. A, it's only a five issue story. Like the story is, exactly. is the story of these kids doing this thing and what happens. You know, and like it's I, a
1: it's a slice of life, but the slice of life is something crazy happens.
3: Right. And like I feel like in in that specific scenario, like they're like in like Goonies, right? Like none of those characters are well developed. It's just a story about a bunch of kids that go on an adventure. And I think it's like it's like that, but with a, you know, the comparison that was made before, like a Quentin Tarantino kind of vibe. You know, I feel like in a lot of those films you don't get a lot of uh you don't get a lot of the characters. They're just well written. Their dialogue is interesting, you know, their conversations are interesting.
1: Pulp Fiction is a, one of the best movies of the '90s, and I don't remember a single character from that movie, like the names. Yeah, but those, I, I know the iconography.
4: But those characters are so much more well developed than these. It's not even a. It's not even a contest. I don't know. I mean, if that's you're
1: talking true. about if you're if you're talking about
4: dialogue, the dialogue in that movie is unbelievably superior to this. <laughs> sure, and there's but, nothing. There's nothing. To, it's all whimsy. There's nothing to this book.
1: I wouldn't say the characters in that movie are more well developed, but yeah, I mean the dialogue is better. But that's what Tarantino is like known for; is yeah. he's very good at dialogue, um, and it, it bounces better. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, but I'm, you
4: can't you can't bring it up. You can't bring it up as an example, and then when I counter you, say, "Oh, well, that's because that's what that's no, no, known no, for." No, like, I, that's
1: not an argument. I, I, I'm not I'm not countering it on the measure that uh, you're, you're mentioning dialogue and stuff, and sure, that's better in that movie, but my point is. You don't watch that movie for remembering, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character's name or, or uh, uh, um, what's his name from Greece?
0: See? John Travolta? John, John Travolta. Travolta.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember the character's names necessarily, but it's a movie about what happens. Yeah. It's a slice of life in the event. And that's what this book is. That was Obviously, why I brought not, that up. And it's not as good as Pulp Fiction, but that's like an unfair comparison in quality. But this is good in a different – this is good in a lesser way. And that's totally okay. fine. I think I think the
2: reason Burger works is because there's nothing to him. <laughs> like there's so much other shit going on. And and Walter even serves a you know a small comedic purpose, but you know, I think I, I think I really think Burger is there to remind you, oh yeah, these are just kids. Because he's shitty and he's whiny and he's, you know, he, uh, you know, he <laughs> listens to his mom. Disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I, I really um, think that's his the whole purpose.
0: So, uh, Walter and Stretch are sort of the minor characters there. The, the stand-up ones are definitely Paige and Berger. But uh, I guess talking about both of them in terms of what they serve... To the book uh I think is a more valuable conversation than talking about them individually, so um, what do you guys, in terms of how they serve the story uh feel about Walter and I'm sorry, Marco and Stretch
1: yeah, I like Walter for the most part, you know he edits the comics pals podcast, but <laughs> he's kind of a little shit sometimes, and I don't <laughs> like that he talks about swamp things so much, but and you know what? he also throws up and 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 stuff way too often <laughs> fair uh pete
3: <laughs> yeah uh I, I think walter felt like a character that that worked for me really well stretch kind of felt like the one who was like a hanger on for me like i feel <laughs> like until until there's the moment where he's like hey sweetie we need to stop doing this because we're kids and we're gonna die like this is a bad idea that's really his that's all he accomplishes Throughout the entire story. And, like, I don't have a problem with him just being the other one, but, like, he really doesn't do much besides that. And I didn't get much from him as a character. Whereas I felt like, uh, to Kale's point, like, Walter does serve a comedic purpose, right? Like, Walter um, also serves a narrative purpose. That he's the smart one who's able to, you know, cook up these chemicals that they can use to pull some of this crap off. Walter White. And and
2: to that that point, I feel like Stretch, um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say.
1: You got this, baby. (laughs) I know you haven't done a podcast in three months, but you got this. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,
2: um, Stretch, um, uh, 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 Paige, okay, hang on, let me get there, Paige, Paige at some point (laughs) says that Stretch is her best friend, and it's like, What? Where did that fucking come from? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right.
3: I remember that. I was just like, oh okay. Like of. I never got of that impression. The three. I
2: guess that makes sense, but like.
1: He's the least annoying. Yeah.
2: Yeah he he was yeah, also I the mean, first to bail. I think so.
4: Kale brings up a great point. Oh.
2: Sorry. No i I took a drink and had that thought. Oh. So I, <laughs>
4: Good That's job. Okay. Uh, No, I I think Kale brings up a great point that, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of just telling that happens in the book and not a lot of showing that happens. Um, And to me, that's that's a problem. Like, you know, with with Walter, um, I guess I guess what I was supposed to get from him was that he's just this awkward kid and that he's there just to be someone for me to laugh at but i feel like we already had that with burger so i don't really know why we needed like yeah they're different they're the way that you get the laugh out of them is different but it's the same purpose so i didn't really see why we needed that um and then stretch doesn't do anything he's a non he's he's. be he, if it wasn't for the fact that he needs to drive later <laughs> there's no reason for him to be in the book at all and i don't see why that's okay but okay
1: like I said, normally, normally, um, show- telling and not showing is really problematic for me most of the time in books. Um, but again, I think for something like this, that's a kind of high octane, and you're just going from point A to point B. It's not. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, that's sort of
0: where I I sit in terms of the like Walter and Stretch. Stretch I definitely see he's not active in that sense that he's, you know, participating in, in every piece of it. And to, and I mean, Walter, you know, he has his contribution. Um, but for me, he was more of that conduit for, for the comedy uh, more so. And uh, I think definitely burger was, uh, I think Kelly had mentioned is just to sort of ground you, remind you that they are still kids, even though they are sort of doing these grander things um, that at the end of the day, the, the collective group, they're children and you're, telling a story about children in this odd scenario Um, to Phil's point where it's just, you're telling the story of this is what happens with these people. Um, So for the antagonists, uh, I don't really care about skinhead, Mike silk and Hayes, like they're non characters. Essentially they're just there for laughs. Um, So I, if anything to focus on Vernon, who he's at least for me, didn't read off as much outside of, he's just sort of the leader of uh, this ragtag team of crappy I bad guys. I forgot
1: he had a name. Um, I'm glad yeah. you didn't care for the Nazi character. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> unlike our president. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. Whoops. <laughs> Marco, edit that out. <laughs> that was fucking cool. That was a cool <laughs> sense to come out of his mouth. <laughs> um,
0: so, thoughts on Vernon and as the collective group that is, uh, that are these sort of uh, bad guys?
3: I mean, uh, I, I I definitely think Sean's assessment of them is correct. Like, they're just, like, comedically stupid. Like, you know, like, they're they're terrible at their jobs. But then I, I felt like when it was like, oh, they just did it. They pulled it off, and they didn't get all the stuff they needed back, but it was fine, and it's whatever, they did it, and they're, they got away. It's like, so then why were they so stupid the rest of the book? You
1: know listen, listen, if there's something that life has taught me is that you can be very smart at one thing and be very bad at everything else. We have a guy in the own, in the administration of our presidency that is a brain surgeon, but he's stupid as hell at everything else. That that notwithstanding again, like you you can't you cannot
4: sell me on the idea that these characters are this stupid every single other page of the book, except the one where they get away with the crime,
3: but I just don't buy it. I will say that there are a couple instances where they where dumb things happen to them that aren't necessarily them being idiots. It's like chance, like or like yeah. or like just the kids doing something. Like when they burn down the house, that's not them being dumb. It's the kids like the fucking house on fire. You yeah, it's
1: kind of a wild card move right
4: there. Yeah, yeah, but that's one instance. Like the whole rest of the book is full of them being stupid. They they don't they don't they don't do anything smart. Like they're not even supposed to be smart characters. They're not presented that way, and that's fine. But okay, so then but then why are they able to rob a bank so successfully? The kids are smarter than them. The, like yeah. that's how I they're mean, they're presented. So how come the kids can't get away with it? Probably when the because can? probably There's because the property, kids
2: so. fixed it so that the adults could could get away with it. Because remember, they flattened the the cops' tires. They. You know they did all the other shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then they showed up to that other bank. So <laughs> yeah, but even so, like that does like make Sean I, Sean's points down yeah, there, right? That like yeah 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 they're so they're still so dumb that like a group of eleven and twelve year olds are smarter than them. And then
4: and then. <laughs> that's now so we're now if we all agree that that the four villains are just non-characters and uh we seem to all agree that stretch is a non-character you guys are are more solid on on walter um and burger i guess that's five characters so far that are just
3: not they're nothing they're just to be there fair I would count like all four of the bad guys. They might they're just like one character. They're like they're like yeah, definitely. They're the group. Yeah, they're like they remind me of like uh, like in the Powerpuff Girls or like that ge- the Gang yeah. Green gang. Where <laughs> it's just like it's just like five scumbags, yeah. and they're just they're just bad guys. Like that's well, l- l- listen,
1: Ace is a member of the Gorillas now. <laughs>
3: he is. He's moved up in the world, but yeah, but like that's how I felt like they were. They felt like a, g- a generic group of thugs, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and, and again, the whole point is that everyone's kind of an archetype. They're the dumb villains, uh, dumb Nazi is, villains. Yeah, and Paige is like a fearless leader, like the uh, coming of age kids. It's it's a it's a book about a story. It's not a book about character development, and and that's totally fine because that's what this story is. It's five issues. I don't need to feel. I don't. I didn't feel a significant attachment to any of the characters, but that's okay.
3: You don't need that Still for every also story. why that's okay, but okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I really do think that's true, though, because it depends on the story. Because, like, I think, like, a great example is, like, a book I really love is The Road. And the two main characters are the man and the boy. And you don't know anything about them except for that they're a father and son in a post-apocalyptic situation and they're trying to survive. And, like, I don't know anything about their characters, but it's about the journey and about, you know, the humanity of it.
4: I read that book, and that's not true. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you get out of that about how they got to that point, about the the main character's dreams, what their lives were like beforehand, how sad all that shit is. Plus, they're in an extremely unique situation. This and 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 that's like unbelievable, right? This is like. A bunch of
1: kids who are just smarter than they're supposed to be. So you're saying that's like it's too close to reality too? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I didn't think this book resembled reality though. I think it's just it it's just a series of events. It's it's a it's a high octane thriller, like it's it's almost fantastic, but that's that's okay, you know? Like a movie I just saw to
4: just keep saying it's okay doesn't just make it okay.
1: Another movie a movie I just saw recently, Mother by Darren Aronofsky uh, the main characters are named uh, woman and, and man or her and man or something like they don't even All have right, names. you're just
2: making this shit up man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they they don't really have characteristics but it, it's still a very good movie because it, there's no backstory or anything because sometimes a story is about a story and not the characters and that's what this is I I think the mistake
2: that and I'm not saying we're necessarily make, making this mistake, but this this just this thought just came to me. I, I think the mistake that's that I at least made was that the title of the, the book is Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, but I don't think this is an ensemble book. I think this is a story about Paige. Hmm. Paige is the one who goes through all of the things, and we're seeing everything...
1: And what the sort hell through her. They don't walk into a bank until issue five. Oh, yeah.
3: I love I love that like in the third issue where like you see the bank and there's like literally the thing in the lettering where it's like it's the fucking bank finally.
0: Like <laughs> Um, so last person here is Mr. Turner Paige's dad, and he's sort of the character that um is, I guess, the adult. He sort of has gone through a change and is now focused on his daughter. Um, what about him, if anything?
1: Were it, you says, guys sort- it says that he's 32 and he does not look 32. He does he's not. Really he looks like he's like 45. You <laughs> went to prison and liked
4: him. <laughs> I liked the dad quite a bit. Um, I felt like he had, you know, complex emotions and I felt like. I could understand where he was coming from throughout the book. And I like that earlier on, it's kind of like you think, oh, shit, he just stopped. He just stopped these people, you know. Um, but then in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, shoot, if he was in the house the whole time, why is he only now coming out with the gun? You know, like there's like there's I had some questions. Um, and then it led to, it led to he actually knows these people and he's actually sort of in league with them on some level. And I like that twist uh, if you will, and then I like the reveal later where he actually needs the money. Like I was into I was into his whole story. I really enjoyed him.
3: Um he was he was fine for me. I like I I definitely didn't feel like he I didn't have any problem with him at all, but I, I wasn't like super I wasn't as compelled by his narrative as you were, Sean. Like I thought he felt like a like a well developed character and I thought that he was a good linchpin for like why this whole situation even makes sense at all, right? like why are these car- why are these kids interacting with these bank robbers? What would even be the purpose of you know of these events being set in motion, and it's like his involvement is what makes it work, you know, so I thought he was super um useful in that way, but beyond that, I didn't really like take too much away from him,
2: yeah, that's how I felt i he was fine um. There toward the end I I I wondered if he was gonna turn on Page and if he was gonna like hit her. But then like I reread the panel and, and the, the balloon and then I was like, oh no, that's not gonna happen. Okay, never mind. And
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I had similar feelings to to both of you guys. It was sort of he was the character that helps to sort of introduce everything like he's he is like to your point Pete the linchpin for this and for their interactions and his story in the background I think was at least in the way that it's being written uh, is secondary and it's sort of the background story that's ongoing Um, and uh, yeah overall I think he is the sort of responsible adult he's the parent that's supposed to be there and supposed to look out for Re-
2: sure,
0: responsible unquote. adult Resp- sure um and again are you just
1: forgetting about the uncle cuz <laughs> <laughs> are you forgetting about glory hole or <laughs>
0: main character glory hole spin off go um but yeah he he's sort of the he's again the quote unquote responsible dad and is the person that is sort of trying to provide an impression on Paige, and i think his dynamic is sort of where he feels like he fails in that. And that's where I think he sort of comes out as a character where he is not able to provide that sort of uh, guidance to his daughter. And I think that's where his emotion comes from. Yeah. But uh, again, I just like, I didn't feel it, you know, like I, sort of,
2: like I said, with Paige, his stuff was still kind of underwritten, you know, maybe if we saw like unpaid bills or something, you know, um, just little seeds here and there I think would, would really help but I just I never felt like I got that
1: he was fine you know he's just another archetype he's like the dad that has a seedy background and uh, as a problematic kid because he's maybe not the best dad you know he's just another archetype to fulfill to get the story moving you know he kind of prevent pre- presents the inciting incident you know He's just another. He's just another archetype.
4: Phil, how many more times do you plan on saying the word archetype? Because that's what it is.
1: (laughs) I don't know how I'm describing. I'm just furious. Well, you know what? If we keep this up, maybe three or four more times.
0: (laughs) All right. So jumping out of characters now. Unless Pete, you really want to talk about the uncle.
3: No, I was just saying, like, you're calling the dad the responsible adult, and, like, he still planned on robbing a bank to solve his problems. So, like, not that responsible. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, maybe, um, maybe get a job, bro. <laughs> that is a job.
0: So, the art, uh, that I think was, and I, I know Pete, you should have alluded to it earlier. It was. It was it was really great. It was uh, something that I thought enhanced the um, the com- the the comedy in the book. Um, and to your earlier point as well, you know, some of it wasn't necessarily it wasn't perfect uh, in terms of the way that the characters were modeled, in terms of the way that uh, the characters were established. There were some inconsistencies, especially with Stretch's height. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like sometimes he'd be like, him, dude. "No, he he would shrink. He would be like at maybe." Only a head up above Burger, but then at in the at the beginning he's like two or three heads up above Burger. Yeah, in the original, um,
3: the original like issue where they show them all like in the hallway, like he's mm-hmm. tall as fuck. And, yeah, <laughs> and then later on he's just like kind of, you know, he's like maybe a foot taller than the other kids. Dude, that's puberty, man. That shit hasn't Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so from an art perspective. Uh what do you guys think were some of the strongest elements um outside of like coloring and uh actually including coloring and stuff like that the wallpaper
3: yeah <laughs> yeah, seriously, the design no, you're in right this, in the in like and it's like wallpaper like the shirts, you know like the
0: shout out to courtney
3: yeah um the the just i don't know the overall like the way that color is like used and consistently used uh to, to make a scene is really cool. Like we were just referencing that scene in the hallway and it's like everything's like kind of purple. You know? Um it it like I, I made the the point earlier that like it, it very much feels like the way we talk about the way color is used in film, you know, to like evoke a mood. I I liked I
1: like it because it's very jazzy um just the introduction of the antagonist you know you see a slingshot a D piece an eyeball and the word ga. and you're immediately like the way it portrays violence is very indirect most of the time and it's really stylized and and cool um and that's that's what i mean by like it's it's a lot of flash and in, in a good way because that that four panel usage you get the whole story of what happened basically uh burger put a put a you know uh getaway driver's eye out with a dungeon and dragons piece it's 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 cool
0: the uh the sun of groin the moist
1: that's right um <laughs> stick, sticky sticky to sticky the moist or whatever right, yeah groin the sticky
3: um i i also really like the i think it was the second issue where they, they start with the arcade game and like there's that very yeah. like hot neon palette and then you go into the um the arcade and or like pizza parlor whatever you want to call it and like it still has like that kind of like hue to it like it's not neon colors anymore but like you know just like the lighting is still like very like
0: it's an off-red you still have yes. that sort of electronic feel that
3: glow you yeah. know um, every every video game or or board game portion,
1: the art looks different, and and that's really in a complimentary way. Yeah, or like or
3: like when they're playing with the cars, you know, and they're like they're they're doing the RC stuff like that. It, it, they're they're I, I like how um, it, it has a consistency in the design, but it's not afraid to break that consistency. Like another great example, I'm looking at a page. It's when they go to break into the house before they burn it down. And um, Berger tries to break down the door and he goes from like looking like, you know, he's like, I can break it down. And he's got this like kind of tough look on his face and he's rolling up his sleeves and then he goes and splats into it. And there's this like he's got the little cartoon X's over his eyes and he all of a sudden looks like, you know, the uh, vault boy from Fallout, you know, and that like it's not afraid to play with uh, proportion in that way is um, I think really cool as well.
0: It makes it dynamic for the story and for the comedy that it tries to push. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. And again, panel choices are really big here for me. Like the the way it it like does conversations um, are are really cool. You know, like the uh, I'm flipping around here now. I'm at the part where where Pager or, or her dad comes to pick her up from the police station, and they've got the foreign exchange student in the back of the car. <laughs> you know, and, and oh yeah, there's there's the move from you know, long shot, short shot, long shot, then the four panel grid for three blocks, another three on the next page, and then it does the opposite, right? And it's this mirror image that it creates. And it's it's really cool. It's there's It's a really great sense of motion. And I think especially for how dialogue heavy this book is, it does a really good job of making that not feel dense for me, you know?
4: Yeah, I think the best thing I can say about the art is that the the paneling was was excellent um keeping pace in comics i think is something that is uh unique to the medium and how that's the that's a big requirement on the shoulders of the artist um and i think it's easy to get wrong but this book i was always gripped which is which is you know for a book that I didn't like that much, the fact that I was always gripped by it is is a good thing. And I would attribute that more to the art than to the art and the way that the dialogue flowed within the panels than what was actually happening within them. Um so that so that was something that I really enjoyed. And uh I, I also think the coloring was really, really good. Um there there was just a lot of a lot of real high spots, I thought. Um and again, it's something that's easy to not notice in a book. But there are some pages where the way the light hits the characters is really good. And it creates a different emotion than if that light wasn't there. If they chose a different color. and You can feel that. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think I was as blown away by the art as it sounds like you guys were. But I think the the paneling specifically and the, the colors were excellent.
0: I wanted to pay particular note to uh, the lettering because there's a lot of cool things that they did with it. Um, the one where, you know, the the fourth issue, I think, where they sort of uh, are playing with the, pre- pretending to be robbing that bank or like there's like a heist going on and then Burger destroys the, the bear. Which just says dickhole. <laughs> It's his dick move, and it's just oh, like yeah. a slam, like like you know, it's sort of inventive and, and playful. Uh, every time that Walter throws up, there's like dialogue attached to that because he's talking through that vomit. You, uh, you know,
3: my favorite one was in the in the first issue where uh, Stretch gets hit with the dodgeball, and it just says jocks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it plays with those, and uh, I think that that's really it. Uh, it makes this medium that much more unique and the way that you play with it because you can do that here um, so unless there are any other thoughts on art I definitely want to talk about uh, the ending because I feel like there have been mixed feelings on that particularly Phil what why me
1: <laughs> just want to out you're know call you out.
3: You're the only one who's going to defend it
1: <laughs> yeah like, that might be true actually um so, I mean, I I guess we should talk about what the ending is. Um a cop shoots burger in like the hip and Just like, in the stomach or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the kidneys, maybe. He gets shot in a pretty bad spot because he if he if it's left unattended, he will bleed out and die. Then Paige shoots uh, the other cop, not her uncle in the arm, and then they make a getaway and try jumping over like a river, and they get caught, and she gets arrested, and it just fast forwards to some indetermined period of time in the future, and her dad's there, no longer a nice salt and pepper haircut, all pepper. Well, all yeah, pepper. he's probably about
2: 45 at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And uh, she's out of jail because she robbed a bank and shot a cop. You know, did
2: you did you guys notice that uh, Walter and Stretch were there, but Burger wasn't?
3: Burger's not. Think he, yeah, he definitely he, he died. definitely he died. Yeah, Burger died. He definitely dies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the it's alluded to with the the uh, the wings and and the car and all that stuff. He's like, I believe my mom's car can fly. All that stuff. Like it, he, he's definitely dead.
2: Yeah. I didn't.
3: Um, so yeah, that, that's the ending, I didn't get folks. that at
2: first. I only just came up with so
3: that. So that Oh, okay. Yeah. I I I definitely got that the first time. Um and that's part of why I didn't like it. Uh because I so I think the entire ending from where Burger gets shot until the the page where it says later, I think is is a really good ending to this story, actually. Um it escalates really quickly. And I think like that is a little off-putting to some people sometimes, but I I don't mind it in a story like this where it's like they're doing something very serious and we're treating it very lightheartedly. And then all of a sudden it gets very real that can work. And I think why it doesn't for me is I think that this ending and the last, what is it? uh, Four pages. uh, It really, it, I think it kind of takes the wind out of that moment, you know? Um, at least for me, because I think like ending on the line of we're just kids and he's bleeding out, and you know, something's wrong. You got to help him. Like, we're just kids. That's a moment. That's a really powerful moment. And I I get wanting to end it on like a more upbeat note of like, oh, it's OK, but it's like. It's so weird. It's weird that we just have this flash forward all of a sudden, and all the. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Burger's dead, and the other two kids, I guess, didn't go to jail or they got out sooner because it was her idea or whatever, and it's an indiscriminate amount of time later. And it's like, if you're not going to give me any answers to those questions, why even pose them? Just end on a strong moment. So.
1: I do like that scene where they're in the water and she says we're just kids because at the end of the day, even though this is a coming of age story, they are just kids and they're trying to do these fantastic things. And basically the series of their actions, because this is all this is all basically a story about just doing, just doing, just doing. And they eventually find themselves in a point where they, like, they figuratively crash into an object that cannot be moved. And the story comes to a halt because it has to. This story has to end and it ends with them failing but fantastically um up up until that point you know they kept moving like a perpetual motion machine to the point where things kept working out but things kept gradually getting worse things kept gradually getting worse to a point where bam point of no return i like the ending because ultimately this is a book that was about a father and daughter who couldn't they couldn't get along. She was a teenager that kept rebelling and rebelling, and obviously the circumstances were really extreme. But that's kind of the point of the story: is that everything is fantastic, everything is magnified to this substantial, extreme degree. That, that that's the whole thing. Everything is really just, you know, bombastic, and it ends with them getting together because that's that's what happens with. You know, like a rebel kid and a dad who's trying to keep her grounded. Eventually, those two people come together, and that's what this ending is about. about a, you know what? You
2: know, like, but then why didn't why didn't they call the 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 book uh, a dude hugs his daughter? Because
1: <laughs> how often do they name a movie or a book on the ending scene?
2: Well, they walked in the bank in the third fucking issue, like.
3: But, like, Phil, you know what else, like, makes that not work for me, though, is, like – and this might seem, like, kind of a nitpicky complaint, but it's, like, a logical error. It's just, like – this reminds me of, like, one of the things that bothers me the most in in screenwriting um, on movies or TV where, like, you see – where people are having a conversation that spans across multiple locations – and despite the fact that they've clearly traveled a great distance in that flat in that cut we got the conversation picks up like they haven't said anything at all in between like why would the first thing that you would say to him when you get out I'm so I'm sorry like they haven't talked the entire time she's been in jail you know like they haven't already had that conversation the first time that he saw her in prison when she was 11 like at this point you have to assume they've had a relationship for several years where she's been in jail they've had this conversation and I just don't buy this moment and I I I don't feel like I get anything from seeing it. I don't know
1: about you, but even if I did have that conversation, I would still say that the first thing I got out of prison because you're out of you're just getting out of prison. that's like a cathartic moment where it's like, Fuck, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah that that would still happen regardless. like you could have that conversation a thousand times while you're in prison. That moment is where it's real because you're out that,
0: that's where I sort of like landed on it too is just coming out of it. Sure, it sort of halts the the story up until that point. But if this is sort of the story about you know this father and daughter and how you know she went against his wishes and uh, did all this stuff, even even with that, you still have to come out um, to see where she's at at the end of like at the end of the the sentence. I I think being able to just skip. That stuff and go to that resolution moment I think was a way to sort of close the book on the fact that, you know, this has been resolved and their relationship to some extent has also been uh, somewhat resolved and he can tell her that she's absolved of that. But
2: like the resolution is, and and this is my problem with, with Phil's point, is that the resolution is that nothing worked. The resolution is that their their friend died and they're being you know held in the river at gunpoint. the The book again wasn't about a dad and his daughter. The book was about a shitty daughter who wanted to rob a bank.
1: Whoa, she's not that shitty.
2: I mean, she tried to rob a bank. She's pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, f- fuck yeah, cool. That's cool. <laughs> she's like, badass. <laughs> It, uh, it
2: again it 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 does kind of and i i i am coming off harsher than i think i i believe you know I'm, I'm a lot more apathetic to this ending than i than i uh you know am portraying here but i i agree with pete like that uh, that ending should have been that moment and that catharsis at the end was just i didn't feel a relationship to her dad through the whole book and like I I don't see that the audience would need that.
4: I was so confused when I got to that last uh, <laughs> few pages, man. Like, I was like, okay, wait, where's Burger at? Uh, I guess he's dead in now. the fucking ground. Uh, <laughs> like, what? Like, That's a what's going on? Um, how many years did they all do? Like. You know, I just, I have all these questions running through my mind. They don't get answered. So I'm kind of like, well, what am I supposed to feel right now? Um, and I don't, I didn't really feel much in terms of like emotions about what actually is on the page. Everything I was thinking about was what was off the page. And I don't know that that was what was intended. And so in that regard, it definitely lost me. That being said, the ending, if you take those pages out of the equation, granted, they are the actual ending, regardless of what we would like. If you take them out of the equation, I I don't feel as strongly as you guys do, because when Paige says we're just kids, it's kind of like, well, uh, hello. Yeah, we know that. And you all all your other friends knew that. And you're a shithead for driving them down this road when they told you that. Uh, So I didn't really care for her plea at that point. It, it, it felt hollow for me um, but it was a good moment you know if you enjoyed the book and you and you were you know with the path I think what was set up here works fine uh, and it probably would have been fine to end on this
1: quite frankly
0: all fair points uh, all things considered I think um,
1: <laughs> nice transition buddy <laughs> I try you know I try um, yeah. keep trying yeah (laughs)
0: try
3: try harder
1: (laughs) come on Walter wow he pooped himself guys I told you like (laughs) Walter
3: um
0: alright and with that we're also at the end of this book club Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) we're also at the end this is the end we didn't this is the end we didn't no final thoughts. No anything like we're just done. Well, no, I was
0: leading into that. Oh, okay, Hold all right. You. Give me a sec. Jeez. <laughs> and with that, we're at the end of this uh at this book club guys okay, final thoughts. Which guy? Uh, jump in. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right. Uh I guess I'll do it then. I I I wasn't uh I wasn't overly enthused with this book. I my overall opinion is that I see what I see, why people liked it. I guess Uh, every other type of story like this that I have seen, I've enjoyed more than this. Um, The comparisons that have been made here, you know, like stranger things I think is better than this. Um, But uh, you know, it's hard to do a lot with five issues. I, I I grant that, but I think more could have been done than what was done. It's possible that that Matthew simply wasn't going for what I wanted out of this book, and that's acceptable. It just means it wasn't for me, and that's fine. Um, but I I I I wouldn't. If the question, you know, the question we always ask at the end of these things is, would you recommend it? And I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend this book to anybody. Like it, it not 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 that I wouldn't recommend it at all. I just mean I wouldn't. It wouldn't be a baseline recommendation. You would need to know. A, you
3: wouldn't be like anybody can read this,
4: right? Yeah. I would need to know the person's specific interests yeah. before I recommend yeah, this that book. Fair. And if I were gonna recommend a book like this, there are other things I might go to before this. Um, but I think it gets points for style, like you guys said, for sure. Um, and I, I, I also think that. The dialogue is solid at, at enough points that I wasn't I wasn't disinterested. I'll just I'll say that. So I'm not mad that I read it. Uh there were points of it that I really thought were fun, but overall I don't think I would have been missing much if I had skipped this.
0: Phil?
1: Um it's a great book. It's it's whimsy, it's uh it's fast, it uh it. It's it's punk. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of um, Lost at Sea by uh, Brian Lee O'Malley. It's got a little bit of that too. I can see that. Yeah. Hmm. It's, okay. It's just um, it's a it's a it's a good story and it's fast paced and it's clever. It's stylized. It's it's a lot of flash and there's a reason why we say it would make a good movie because it has that kind of quick pace, that tempo, and um, I would definitely recommend this to um, pretty much a lot of, like, it, um, it's got a real, like, under 30 appeal, I think. And, uh, you know, it's, it, I I would definitely recommend this book. It's worth reading. It's, you know what, guys? The archetypes really stand out for me here. <laughs> I was oh, ready for that. There
3: we go. <laughs> Uh I would say I'm, I'm very aligned with Phil's opinion. I think um him and I made a joke off Mike that this is very much where our interests intersect. He used the words um archetype. Sorry, it's youthful <laughs> he oh, yeah archetype no but he uh, no he he called it youthful he and he compared it to both jazz and punk and I think both of the, I think those are apt. Uh I think the there's a lot of energy in this book. I think it's very stylistic. It's flashy and i think that's often used as kind of a derogatory uh term you know when you're especially when you're talking about like a piece of art but i think like there it's it's style with substance i don't think it's all style no substance i don't know the substance is your mileage may vary on where that substance is but i think the the work is substantive whether or not um you know the characters always worked for me, and and sometimes the pencils were off. Like th- there, are, there are things here I would ding this book for. It's not perfect. It's not revelatory, but yeah. it's very good. Um, yeah, and I it's, almost
1: I almost struggle to d- describe how I feel about it because all I really want to say is yeah, it's cool. It's good. It's cool.
3: That's it's it's <laughs> it's very cool, and I think it's I I would say the things that are special about it are that it's it's just unique. You know, I think we we made a lot of comparisons to other works because that's how you talk about art, you know, especially when you're talking about something that other people might not have heard of, like you, you, you go to shorthands, but I think it does a really good job of using the things it pulls from as well as its medium and the strength of the creators behind the project to really put together something that feels fresh and that has its own sense of identity. And I think I, I agree with both um, Kale and Sean to varying degrees that I think they're, they would have probably benefited from that sixth issue. Um, I think there there is space to have done more, to have fleshed things out a little bit better. But in the same breath, you don't always need that. And I think this is a book that doesn't, and uh, it it worked for me, regardless of those things. I would criticize it for, and a, in a large way because it it just feels good, right? Like Sean said, even for him, where he didn't really love the book, the pacing is right. It feels good. It looks good, and it has uh, it has a real style. And that's you know those are things that are not um, always like the easiest to talk about because they're kind of ineffable, and they're going to work for different people in different ways uh but i think there there shows a lot of um skill and and just a, a desire to do something original here and i appreciate that
2: yeah i i'm somewhere in between everybody i think i i i did enjoy the book um as a piece um i think for the purposes of of this review podcast i was um more critical of it than I, I think I would have been in any other time. Um, I, I did really enjoy it. I, I, I agree with uh, Pete, but I also, I also stand with, uh, by what I said. I think, you know, a lot of the characterization is similar to Sean. I think a lot of the characterization could have stood f- a lot stronger than it did. Um, and I think, I think even just little things here and there, you know would have would have done a lot um i think the art was strong um i i yeah i i would recommend it but i don't think i would recommend it to someone looking to get into comics
3: yeah that's Um, a good point
2: it it is strong it's a very good piece of work but like sean said there are other things i would go to first
3: I forgot to comment on the uh, the recommendation thing. I, I definitely would recommend this to people who are, like, image fans. I think if you're already into yeah, yeah. the stuff that's kind of outside baseball or outside the realm of, of, like, what, you know, you might expect from more conventional comics and you've already read a lot of their, you know, bigger offerings, and this is something that you might have missed. And I think it would be well worth your time.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pete, I think... I'm definitely aligned with uh, what you've sort of laid out in terms of recommendation and just the way that this sort of functions as a piece of art. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I would maybe recommend this it, just in terms of it being of like sort of a, a high octane adventure. Um, I might recommend this though. uh to your point, Kyle, I think it may get lost. Uh, so Some of these larger points might get lost. Um, so I think it's still one of those books where I would recommend to somebody who's tangentially into comics, but not someone who's a starter, I think, um, regardless of whether or not they're fans of Image or DC or Marvel. Um, and yeah, for me, this was one of those uh, other books that I think was, uh, for me, stellar. It, it sort of drives a, a great story uh the art is on point it provides a lot of energy like you said pete and overall i i have fun with it and i think that at the end you know being able to to provide that for a reader is ultimately the the end goal being able to enjoy and have fun with uh with a a book and a piece of art like this um so with that what phil (laughs) you're doing great buddy Damn it. You're doing great. So so with that, the next book club will be Venom. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, We are getting ready for the most exciting movie of our century, I want to say. Yes. Um, Yes.
3: Wait, wait. Um, They're making a four kids movie?
0: Yeah. Oh, def. Mm. (laughs) Um, And yeah, if you guys want to send us any recommendations, uh, if you guys want to connect to us and share your thoughts on the book, we definitely want to hear it. I definitely want to hear that because this is one of those books that you know I wanted to share with the larger groups and, and my pals here. Um, so definitely send in those thoughts. You can get us at uh, via email, thecomicspals at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the Comics pals. Uh please share, subscribe to um, you know our channel. We have a bunch of content. Uh, I think our space writers is on youtube so if you do get a chance to go there uh give it a like you know comment and um share the love and share these you know stories with people it's uh it's a fun time for us and i think it'll be a fun time for you guys as well bye (laughs) holy shit (laughs) kale's back
3: (laughs) (laughs) see you next month baby
2: Hey, Sean and Phil, do you do you guys think you could hug? I really need the catharsis after 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 that book. <laughs> All right, Just... Sean,
4: come
1: here. <laughs> nah, I don't like your archetype. <laughs> I'm sorry, tiny princess.